It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Let's roll. It's a football Friday. Gonna be a lot more than just football today on Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. We have a full boat here today on the studio. Look at that. Here in the set. Look at this. To my left, Alex White is here. Vinny Maliulo's to my right on the far side. Sportsbook director Chris Andrews is here. A full house. That's right. Here today. Might be a flush at some point. but <laughs> Well, we have three in the back. Uh, Ann, and, Ann and Frank are off uh, doing some fun content. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our friend. Uh, well, you know what? I can't spoil it because it's next Thursday segment of Where the Frank is Nicotero. I got it right. It's two days in a row now. At least once, Ryan. I know I didn't get it right, right both times yesterday. But uh, excited to see that next Thursday. But we have a lot to get to today. But I have to start to show off with something I saw on Twitter. Because if this sports betting stuff doesn't work for us, we have finally found our new jobs, guys. You do? I do. Okay. The Buffalo Bills are looking for snow shovelers. Oh. Yeah, well, good luck. To get the stadium ready in time for Sunday's I, game. I hope Pittsburgh. their search goes well. <laughs> Hey, keep I me out you, of that. I, 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 can, I, I can tell you, one one person and probably three other definitely nots, and they're at this desk right now. So, Well, yeah. born and bred Vegas, the two of you have been Vegas. I shoveled for, enough snow. Why do you think time. I'm here? And we're all, I no, shovel snow a lot. I was going to say, all three of us grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I don't miss it. No, I don't that, either. That part. I don't, I don't miss the, sh- the even, snow shovel. Even though uh, Frank uh, claims there was some snow on his property yesterday. In, uh, in yeah, I talked to Frank yeah, yesterday. He yeah. said there was a little dusting. A little, a little dusting. Yep. Yeah, that was, that's good. We didn't have to shovel it. <laughs> yeah. By the time you're done with your coffee, it's gone. Right, Alex? Right. That's, yeah, yeah. I have some friends in northern Nevada. They got a lot of snow. Oh, I, I saw yeah. the video yesterday of the truck basically going, oh, down, down, going, <laughs> going down the hillside. I've been on that road many times. Mm. Fortunately, never when it was that bad. But I've been on that road many times. And it's scary as hell yeah look like it especially in those conditions uh up in uh, northern Nevada. I got a quick story one yeah. year when the, the year when the niners crushed the uh chargers in the super bowl okay. big snowstorm big snowstorm uh we got annihilated that week i'm up in reno of course everybody loved the niners and you couldn't stop them. it was all niners and over that monday i'm talking to my partners and well we got a bad break with all the all that snow and everything kept all those people away. Are you out of your mind? I said, <laughs> lost they'd have, we, we'd have gotten murdered double. I said, that every one of those people that couldn't make it, we're going to have the Niners and over. Every one of them. That was the best, best thing that ever happened to us. Wow. That was, uh, that was what? That was uh, just looking up right now. That was an 18 and a half point line, and it didn't matter. Right. No. It didn't matter. I, they <laughs> kicked off. I ran to the bathroom. I came back. Seven nothing Niners. I know what the hell. I was gone like 15 seconds. Was that the year? Chrissy, I hate to, hate to bring this up, but that was. Uh, the Chargers, right? The yeah. Chargers, six, they, they, six they touchdown in, passes. They won in, in Pittsburgh, right? They that did. Year. Oh, sorry, too soon. Oh, I'm still, still yeah. not quite. That was the two worst Steeler losses of all time. Both involved the Chargers. Who, who was the quarterback in that Chargers? Was that Stan Humphreys? Yeah, yeah, Stan yeah. Humphreys. yeah. By the way, I was alive for that one, Vinny. You were. You were. I was amazing. <laughs> I was. Ryan wasn't. John wasn't. But. I was. I Thank was God for the, the internet. Yeah, I was on the planet at least for that. <laughs> and Anne's not in here for this conversation, but she is actually a Chargers fan, yeah, she so is. she would be enjoying. She is. This. No, we can't be besides friends anymore. like the Niners it's, game, but they were in San Diego. Yeah, wow. It was the San Diego Chargers. 
1994 season, 95, uh, 49-26 final of that Super Bowl. Over with ease. Niners would relatively. Oh, yeah. Like I said, uh, Steve Young had six touchdowns. To this day, I still say, and Young, first ballot Hall of Famer, underrated. Underrated. Probably would have been properly rated if he wasn't following Montana. Yeah, but uh, Steve Young, for my money, is as good as just about any one of them. And uh, the BYU line of quarterbacks ended with him <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Was, that was it. All right, let's let's uh, let's hop into it, guys. Let's uh, go to these NFL playoff games. Actually, I, I do want to do one last thing before that. Gentlemen, we haven't talked about what happened on Monday yet with what you guys. Monday? With Michigan winning the national title <laughs> oh. against Washington. <laughs> uh, that game. That's like ancient history. You know, that game. All the news moves fast since Kalen DeBoer is not even coaching Washington anymore. Did he sign with Bama? They, He's yep. going to He's, Alabama. Yeah, they're putting his contract together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, the list for Washington, by the way, includes uh, Alex White's head coach, Barry Odom. Uh, so uh, could be a little bit of fun here and well, down that. Uh, this, regardless, yeah. though, how did they, I, we, we talked about on Monday? Mm-hmm. Flood of Michigan money late. Yeah, Michigan covers all numbers. Game goes under. Yeah, probably not the best of results, right? No, we did fine. You did fine. No, we had a great day. Yeah, yeah it was good. good. It was good business. Yeah. right? I mean, yeah, great two way business. Um, um, we didn't really need that much. Under really helped. Um, favorite that favorite under is not a bad correlation favorite for under, the house. Like yeah, anybody from Reno listening, our old friend Paul Saunter, that was one of his favorites. He liked the bit favorite and under. Um, yeah, that was actually a fine result. We, we did we did well. Futures were good. Everything was good. Not a yeah. good day for the desk. Not a great day. <laughs> no, I know there was not two way. It was it was no, steam it was single, at the desk. No, single way action at the desk steam. usually is not desk good. Steam. Right. Usually, usually, uh, yeah. usually it's zero instead of both. If if that's the case, I don't like to blame the officials, but that one call did the whole- change the entire game. So I would have liked to see what would have happened if Washington actually got that. Um, play for them and then move forward it was 2013 at the time they could have Mm -hmm. tied it up and then result could have been a lot different but it's funny because i kept saying too i don't love this total wait on the total don't take the over but i never said just take the under right (laughs) so that would have been a a nice uh play for me to give out but live and learn this weekend alex here we go wild card weekend let's start Wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, as they call it. Why? Now. Why? Because it's six instead of four, Vinny. Oh, goodness, <laughs> I love this. Let's start. I love this. Oh, you know, it's it, it's the one year. Remember when they went to the new format with this? The first year of this was the pandemic season. Twenty. So it was three. They did three and three. I actually kind of like the triple headers a little bit. Better no, I like this Monday. way better. But no, I, I would me. imagine for booking it, it's it's easier to do it this way, and also gives you an extra mm-hmm. game to go through on Monday night with the uh, Eagles and the uh, yeah. Bucks, which we'll get to a little bit later. Should have put one on Friday. <laughs> well, you're going to get that, <laughs> that for college okay. football playoff. <laughs> uh, moving forward, mm. uh, Cleveland and Houston. Let's start there. Joe Flacco. Uh, as was said on punchlines and reminded of earlier today, in 10 years plus since Joe Flacco went into Denver and Chris, oh, yeah. you talked about it with Frank earlier. You yeah. and I were both on the same side that day. Oh, I had the, uh, Denver on the money line. I, 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 just, I had Denver futures that year. I did not think. I probably had some futures too yeah. now that I think Was about that fourth it. and 26? No, that was, that, that was uh, Philly Green Bay. Uh, no, no. It was, it was fourth not, and a million. It was, four, it was fourth and a long way, but it fourth and a million. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, but then yeah. Kareem Jackson lets uh, uh, uh. Let, let, lets him buy. Uh, 
Kobe Jones scored the touchdown. Justin Tucker in double overtime got it done. Uh, same quarterback, same guy, Joe Flacco, still here. Amazingly enough, now Cleveland Brown. Uh, Chris? C.J. Stroud was in the sixth grade, I think, at the time. Yes, That's he was. not a joke. Yeah, he was. He was. He was in, he was in, he was in middle school uh, at that point. Uh, so you guys are actually market high on this game. The rest of the market, well, we got bet. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the market's at two now. Yeah. You guys are still at two and a half. Uh, you went up to three, got bet pretty quickly back yeah. to the two and a half that you opened at. Total has gone up a point from 43 and a half to 44 and a half. Uh, this, Alex and I talked about this yesterday, and we'll add our thoughts as we go through, but this is a fascinating game to me, with, especially with the way Houston got here and especially with the way that Joe Flacco and Cleveland are here. Yeah, that's it's such a story. I yeah. mean, Joe Flacco and uh, Dave Damashek mentioned, he says, if you ran into a coma six weeks ago and you suddenly woke up, you say, what, Joe Flacco is in, is in the you, – you he's a road back, favorite in the in playoffs? 2014. <laughs> and the Rams are in the playoffs? What the hell happened? Um, I don't particularly like either side in this game. I will say, though, last couple of days, which I was out sick a couple of days, uh, but I did some work on some home field advantage, and, and I always say home field advantage and road disadvantage. Uh, the split on Houston is not that great. They're pretty consistent no matter where right. they play. The split on Cleveland is pretty dramatic. Much, much better at home. And I'll go through some of these as we go on. But much, much better at home. Uh, now, it is Joe Flacco, and I can tell you what. Uh, God knows I, was a, uh, I am a Steeler fan. I saw Joe do fairly well against him. Joe is impossible to get rattled. He ain't going to get rattled here or anywhere else. I mean, if a plane's going down... Joe would probably be sitting there and reading his newspaper. You know, he, he's not going to get rattled. Uh, but that being said, it's still, uh, it's still a team and not just a quarterback. And, um, you know, I tend to like a veteran team in this situation, but I'm not so sure about this one. And in all honesty, I have no real opinion on this one. But I think the road split for Cleveland is very interesting. I want to ask you a number-making question real quick mm-hmm. in this game because we saw this matchup on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and it was – significantly different because Case Keenum it was in for CJ Stroud. Yeah. And Nico Collins didn't play for Houston either. So take out their best arguably their best wide receiver. Obviously we know Tank Dell was already hurt at that point. Take out mm-hmm. their quarterback. And this number is only it's only a point difference from what that ended up closing that day in in Houston. It closed three and a half four. So a point point and a half difference. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised that that difference from Keenum to Stroud is not larger based off of what we've seen from C.J. Stroud this year. And look, Keenum did fine in his two starts, but yeah. it's a 37-year-old Case Keenum at this point. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's an okay backup. Yeah. He's good, solid backup. Uh, my strict power rating numbers would have Houston um, like actually a half a point favorite. Okay. Uh, and I think that's reflected of who's in the game and who's not in the game. Um, and again, I think you maybe have to give Cleveland a little bit of uh, an edge because they are the more veteran team, uh, certainly a more veteran coach as well. And uh, But I, I really, uh, I think three, if this game, and it's been at three, I think three to me would be a take on the dog. I think to your point, Jeff, the thing about it is injuries are, are, are coming into to play here too, sure. right? So. Sure. Um, I mean, you look at Houston. Yeah, Collins is back, but the depth, right? No, uh, I mean, Woods is questionable. Um, 
Noah Brown. Not that you know Collins is the is the key, but but depth is also uh, is critical as well. The other thing is with the Browns, and especially in a playoff game, if things are they're still going to be without their kicker. Yes, Riley Patterson right? will kick. Dustin Ho- Hopkins, Hopkins is 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 yeah. still out for them now. When it's a playoff game, that's a that's a huge special teams aspect. Okay, so um, you know Denzel Ward, they, they've relied on their defense. Denzel Ward is is banged up. I mean, you could say, well, everybody, you know, Benny, everybody's banged up at this time of year. Yeah, but they when again when they cluster, they impact not only the the sequence, right, but but the depth. And then that, in turn, uh, you know, uh, with the rotation of, of players, in, impacts it as well. So, um, I mean, I, I think you know this, this number. These, these games are going to, you know, they're they're close even, uh, you know, on on Saturday, and it, they figure to be. We've seen it during the course of the regular season in terms of things coming down to that last possession. Uh, certainly, I, I and I think that that that's got a lot to do with it here. By the way, you know, you mentioned. Uh, overtime earlier there's a there's a, a difference to the overtime in the postseason that's correct we should we should we should so, mention here so typically if a t- we know that both teams get a crack at the uh, at the ball right in the overtime however during the regular season if the team that's that gets the ball first scores a touchdown the other team doesn't even get the uh, get the ball at all right in the playoffs both teams get the ball no matter what no matter what so so for instance if team A gets yep. gets get scores a touchdown on their the initial possession of overtime, team B is still going to get a shot to uh, to equal it. So that's well, that people need to know that. I mean, no, that's it's, a, well, it's if you're in game better, and it's, I mean, late, it's, it's important. It's, it's important because I would actually, if I were getting the ball, if we were going to overtime now, I would I would actually pick the side of the field I want to defend. So I get the especially ball. if you're if you're outside. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. get the get the ball second. Yeah, go for it there. I mean. Right. I'd, that that would be the yeah. way that I would I would go about it at this point it's, because yeah. if they even go down score a touchdown you know what yeah. I come down score a touchdown and go for a two and win the game right there, there potentially so, so. Uh, it would it would do that Alex let's let's get your thoughts here because we talked about this a little bit yesterday Houston as the short underdog uh, I'm I'm now with with what Chris said we kind of echoed what Chris said actually where this was just straight off numbers. Both of us are in the camp of that Houston. This should be a pick, or maybe even Houston favorite in this game at home. Yeah, exactly. My power ratings had Houston as a one point favorite, so I did take Houston on the money line plus one fifteen. But this is the dog that scares me the most this weekend because that's this Cleveland team is feisty, and I think when you're talking about the splits, Chris, it's mostly defensively. So they've been number one in every metric at home this year. The Browns have, and then on the road, we've seen them slip up a lot, but. If that defense shows up that we know is capable, then I think the the Texans can be in a little bit of trouble here. But one of the main things that really made me bet on the Texans in this one is Flacco's turned the ball over a lot already since he's been back. He's thrown an interception in every game he's been in in those five games. And on the flip side, C.J. Stroud has not. He's protected the ball a lot this season. Only five interceptions on the year. So going with the young rookie here, but should be a great game, this one. Anybody that's followed me on Twitter knows I've spoken, and I'm a Penn State guy. It kills me to say anything good about anybody from Ohio State, but I've been singing the praises oh, yeah. of C.J. Stroud. I think the kid liked them last year. You know, I, I thought he was clearly better than Bryce Young. A lot of guys told me I was nuts. I'll let the facts 
speak for themselves here, but he is a legit quarterback. And D'Amico Ryans, yeah, he was a nice coordinator. You never know how these guys are going to do once they become the head coach. Boy, he's done a hell of a job. Yes, so coaching you know, rookie yeah, coach, yeah, yeah rookie yeah. coach, rookie quarterback. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to make a difference or not. And, one, again, see me Saturday evening, I'll say, see, <laughs> it either made a big difference or didn't mean one at all. So, you know, we'll find out uh, later that day. The uh, rookie, the rookie quarterback, rookie coach combination. The playoff in the in the in the history of the NFL playoffs, the Jets yeah. with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez won two games. Oh yeah, with the rookie quarterback, rookie head coach combination in the 2009 playoffs. Rex will tell you he won ten, but go ahead. Yeah. No one else has done it. No one else. They're the only ones. They're I the only I, ones. I, w- I would imagine. You know what? I'm not that surprised. Yeah. Not that surprised. It's the first team since 2012 to make the playoffs with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. Yeah. And that, of course, was your favorite player, Andrew Luck oh, and the Indianapolis Colts, yeah. who did it uh, with Chuck Pagano, who yeah. uh, missed the, was battling cancer the majority yeah. of that year, was back for the playoffs after defeating cancer. Uh, but it is a rare occurrence where we get this yeah. rookie quarterback, rookie head coach combination. And it's even rarer that they actually win playoff. Yeah. But you and I are in agreement, Alex. Uh, I, I just, at some point, Joe Flacco's eight interceptions and five starts, if those numbers continue, at some point, that's going to bite you in the butt. It just is. Pretty and, opportunistic defense. In, and, uh, yeah, Houston. for Houston. That they, if they're, we saw that game against Denver earlier in the year where they cashed mm-hmm. in on the turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason they're in this spot right now because yeah. they won that game. So, I, I, Alex and I are in agreement. I already money lined uh, Houston. Took a piece of three earlier in the week as well over Texans. So we'll we'll see how that one plays out. And it, you know, it's the game that we will ha- we know we will have no weather. In. We can we can say that. A few. We yeah. Well, <laughs> the the next two we'll get to we'll have a we'll have a little bit of weather to put it politely. Uh, and also one one other thing I want to just bring up just a, a fun note more than anything. The Houston Texans have been in the NFL playoffs. This is now their seventh playoff appearance. They have played in this time slot all seven times. Is that right? Yep. That's weird. The 4.30 p.m. Saturday kick. They have played in that time slot every single time. Weird quirk. but yeah, I'm sure somebody has a metric that means something. But the different teams, though. Those metrics. Well, can't. that was that – was, one of, them was, one of them was, they were Matt Schaub. It was that yeah. one year when I mean, TJ Yates started uh, the playoff game. Uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's like those statistics, you know, you know, historically, you know, this, this team in the first round is, oh, like, no, I know they, they, they were in the playoffs <laughs> yeah. 30 years ago. I mean, talking about guys hadn't been born yet. Like, well, well, that influence well, today's next, bet. Vinny, the next time the Jets are in the playoffs and people are pulling up those stats. There's going to be a lot of people that weren't yeah. born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there would be. Ryan was still, was, was alive though when the Jets were in the playoffs last. So there you go. All right. No, <laughs> no, no. Very, very good. All right. Let's, uh, let's move, uh, let's move to the second game on the card here, guys, Miami and Kansas city. Now this is where we start to get weird with the weather, Kansas city, which by the way, but spending seven years in Missouri, there is no weirder state in the country for weather. Anything's at play at any part of the year, but this is even extreme by Kansas city standards and, and, and Missouri standards. Tomorrow at kick, it is going to be negative two with a wind chill pushing negative 25 for this game. John Facenda is going to come back and, and, and 
do the highlights of this game for NFL Films. I was going to say the we'll frozen get frozen tundra. We'll get uh, we'll get we'll get Ray Nitschke uh, back. <laughs> there back, you go uh, for, for the uh, from the ice bowl days. Uh, Twenty mile an hour winds. Miami has only won one time in their last eighteen tries in games that had weather sub fifty. Forget. Sub zero. This is fifty below fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're way we're in uncharted waters for Miami here, Chris. Uh, they all bet. Everyone bet Kansas City opened three quickly to three and a half. Yeah. They not too long after that the four, two days ago at four and a half hasn't moved since then. Total is actually uh, would pretty quickly down to forty three. Went back up the ladder a bit. Now back at forty three on this one. KC four and a half at home against the Dolphins. Uh, I'm up to 44 on this. Time. Yes, 44. Yeah. Sorry, I misspoke. Um, I did open three. Once I started looking a little more closely and looked at the weather and pretty much exactly what you're talking about, I moved quickly to three and a half. I laid the three and a half. I went quickly to four. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you, I was sitting there, and uh, Ashley Eck, I doubt she's listening right now, but we were sitting there, I guess it was Monday. I said, you know, Ash, I'm going to go to four in this game. We didn't have that much business. I said, but I'm going to take a stab here. I think this game's going up. Went to four, and you know how it is, Jeff, in this place where everything's at 11 to 10, there's no juice. You go to an off number, they jump in. Nobody jumped in. And right then I said, okay, I know I made the right move. I think I was the first one on the screen to go to four, and uh, here we are now at four and a half, and don't be surprised you see a five in this game. Injuries more than anything else. I mean, uh, uh, the Dolphins are decimated when you look at what's happened to them in the last month and including uh again against buffalo um you know Jalen waddle still remains questionable i, I have to believe waddle is going to go tomorrow he, he missed the last game but just look at at the linebacking core you know uh, van ginkle right baker uh, baker uh, cam good is uh, these are their defense is really in bad shape uh, from an injury standpoint i mean they've got more guys out than uh you know, than Kansas City. Kansas City, their concerns are at wide receiver. Uh, you know, a couple of guys, uh, Kadarius Tony's questionable. That might be a good thing for them, mm-hmm. <laughs> given given how their how their receivers. We saw, uh, Mahomes on the, the commenting about. <laughs> oh, oh man! So I, I think the the key is and and yes, the cold, but the wind and the in when you know the wind changing direction and the wind swirling and things like that. Uh, that's the biggest factor, Alex, as you know, for the uh, uh, for the total. Uh, you know, when and, and I think it'll continue to come down. But when you combine the the Miami injuries, uh, you know, with that with that weather, that's uh, certainly going to speak to the total. It's tough. I really wanted to make a case for the Dolphins. I really did, but I made the number three and a half. Um, so I I haven't done anything yet. But as you mentioned, you're talking about the Chiefs, and we know they've had their struggles with wide receiver. But I I had to remind myself that their defense has kept them and got them this far, right? They've given up the fourth fewest passing touchdowns at 19th and tied for the fourth fewest rushing. So I was thinking the Dolphins would be able to move the ball, especially if Mostert comes back and they have A-chan, but I don't know. I can't make a strong case for the Dolphins here and taking the points. I guess we'll see if it moves a little bit more, but I think Chiefs get it done at home. So Moneyline might be uh, the play for me here. By the way, I told you I did a lot of work on home field. Yes. Kansas City, and I've been saying this for years, overrated. They're, it's not that they're not – it's not that it's easy to beat them at home. 
it's hard to beat them anywhere. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it is. And now this year's they're not, they're not quite as good as they have been the last couple of years. But I, I only, like, it's a less than two point differential. I have some weird power rating numbers I go by, but <clears throat> less than a two point differential of them at home versus on the road. So I don't think that's such a big situation, except in this situation. Right. Uh, which I think right now would be a pretty big home field advantage just because of the team that they're facing. You know, if they were facing Baltimore, Buffalo, uh, yeah, I would not be so worried about it. But uh, I think Miami is just going to have a really tough time, you know, acclimating to this weather. You know what's interesting? Miami, I don't think they went down any earlier. Uh, I thought they might go down early in the week to try to get a little bit more acclimated to the weather. Um, it's hard know. to get to Kansas City today. <laughs> I'm just going to say you this, you know, I mean, so, um, you know, I mean, practicing all week in 70 plus degrees and then uh, going down there, I I, I was air, surprised. air uh, conditioning to get the indoor practice facility uh, down to zero, Vinny? I don't think so. <laughs> the humidity, you know, the humidity in this game is icicles. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm just going to throw these names out there. Okay. Manuel Agba, Melvin Ingram, Bruce Irvin, Justin Houston. I'm not naming pro bowlers from 2017. Yeah. Those are the actual pass rushers for Miami this year. Wow. So you're dealing with, with, and Vinny brought it up. It just, it started, it started with uh, Jalen Phillips on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then Chubb suffers the ACL tear when the game was already decided in Baltimore. Yep. Then Van Ginkle gets hurt mm -hmm. last week. Even if this was just a, even if this is just a regular cold game, even if it's just was like a twenty-five degree day in Kansas City, just your regular cold January night, I wouldn't like Miami's chances anyway mm -hmm. because of those, because of the injuries on the pass rush. Mm -hmm. This is the year where you can get after Kansas City because that offensive line is just not as good as it's been, and Miami just doesn't have the guys healthy right the bodies. now yeah. in order to take advantage of that. Then you add in it, go sub freezing. So now you have a high-flying, highly fast offense that is going to get slowed by the cold. And, well, and by the way, Kansas City's defense is pretty darn good also. That seems to be forgotten by a lot of people because of the struggles on that offense. I just don't see this. I, I'm, I was kind of with what Alex said. I was trying to look for reasons to fade Kansas City, and I yep. just can't do it because I don't trust the opponent. Good point. I mean, I'm always looking at dog yeah you know i mean looking i you wind up needing a dog most of the time so i might as well like him <laughs> but i can't find much reason to like this dog either uh i don't want to break my um uh how would i say this my bookmaking regiment you know uh, discipline and just start going willy-nilly up uh, you know but when they bet me i'm gonna move it fairly quickly but but i haven't gotten a bet enough yet to move up to five dolphins <laughs> needed that that win. They needed to win the division. They needed oh, yeah. to have a home game this week. Well, you wonder how that's affecting them psychologically too, right? Let's yeah. face it. They got to be emotionally well, down after that. Well, and and like you said, Alex, forget even just last week. Just hold the two touchdown lead against Tennessee yes. a month ago. And good point. I, yeah. They're the two seed, yeah. and this is Buffalo and Kansas City in this two game. touchdown lead with with, what, with four, with four minutes to go. Right, four minutes to go. Exactly in the game. Yeah. Uh, we'd be having a totally different conversation on Kansas City and Buffalo in this cold weather because it'd be one of the few teams, as Chris pointed out, that could probably handle cold weather, even though Allen has had his struggles a little bit more much than we would want to admit in the in the colder weather. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back. We then now get to the game that has had an unbelievable decline in the total, but for very good reason. 
Steelers and Bills. We break that one down next when we get back. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Happy to be with you as always. A football Friday, a full house here on desk. Alex White's to my left. Chris Andrews on the far side. Vinny Maliulo, center right. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you as always. NFL playoffs underway tomorrow. By the way, actually, a quick programming note. Want to at least throw out there for everyone. Tomorrow and Sunday, special start times for this program. We will be starting at 8:30 a.m. Pacific time, both Saturday and Sunday. We're going to get you ready for all of the college hoops and NFL action on Saturday, tomorrow, and then Sunday, of course, get you ready for the NFL playoff games, NBA, college hoops, everything on Sunday. Also, Matt Neverd will be joining us in studio on Sunday. We'll be looking forward Good. to that. All right, let's go to it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, somehow they're here, but they're here. That's all that matters. 10 and 7. Mike Tomlin continues his streak, never underwater. And here they are with Mason Rudolph as he saved Christmas, New Year's, and the first week of <laughs> January to get them here against Buffalo, who won their last five to win the AFC East yet again. And Chris, we are dealing with the, the good old bomb cyclone going across the northern part of the country. And now Western New York will get hit by it on Saturday. And then it will go into Sunday as well. And this total for this early Sunday kick has moved huh. more, 
than basically any total has all year, and properly so. Uh, some books that that open different numbers have gone even more down than you guys have. Forty and a half down to thirty four on this game now, and you're not done yet. I can tell you that by the time this game kicks, assuming the weather pattern holds up as expected. Looking like an Iowa total. <laughs> Getting close, yeah. Yeah. Looks like an Iowa weather, too. <laughs> Although Kansas City's probably a little bit more close to that. But we're going to see some severe winds. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, Josh Allen, everybody knows he's got a big, strong arm, big, strong kid. You know, Mason Rudolph's got a pretty strong arm, too. You know, when he got drafted in the third round out of Oak State, as a Steeler fan, I was very happy. I really liked a lot of, about him. I understand there's some squabbles, if you want to say, between he and Ben Roethlisberger and some other issues. Uh, I he had it. He did get his chance and really deserved to be replaced with Duck Hodges. He really did. Uh, but then they really kind of shuffled him off. Um, you know, Trubisky, I think everybody now knows, and it's easy to say now, it looks like Trubisky got that second position because of how much money was being paid. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mason Rudolph, since he's been in, has really looked good. Now, not great, but he's looked pretty good. But I got to tell you, Mason has a really strong arm. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's as good as Josh Allen's, as strong as Josh Allen's. But I think it is pretty good. So we'll see how the wind affects them. Probably less than than it would with Pickett or Trubisky. So, um, listen, as a Steeler fan, I, they kick off. I'll be rooting for the Steelers. But right now, I do think it's a bit of a high number considering totals 34. I don't think it's going to 36. You know? <laughs> I think, uh, and Alex and I talked about this on the last show when we were on with Frank. I'm not usually an advocate of teasing totals i don't think that's wise about 95 percent of the time this might be part of the five percent if you were to tease the steelers up and tease the the, the total to 40 i think you got i think you got a pretty good chance i think there's a little bit of an edge there steelers and under steelers and under steelers and under. so yeah. so the the weather could bring this up it's a winter storm warning right now in Buffalo. This is going through Monday at 7 a.m. So there is still the potential that we get a bunch of snow in the middle of this yeah. game as well. Mm -hmm. As of right now, it's supposed to be 21 degrees, no precipitation, at least at the times, the one in, right now, one in five chance of precipitation okay. with 30 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Consistent 30 mile an hour That's winds. That's pretty bad. Gusting to 55. That's real bad. That's, and look, I, I, we saw this, I, my brain can't get off this game we saw a few years ago. When New England went there on a yeah. Monday night, right. they threw three forward passes, and they beat Buffalo that day with, with running the ball 45 times. And I just wonder, and again, I, I think Pittsburgh has a chance to do something that, I where, too. where you have two Najee Harris since the offensive coordinator changes different guy Jalen Warren line. has mm -hmm. been good all year you got two running backs your offensive line holds up you can run the ball 45 times and stay in this game and with that weather you can get some wacky stuff that could happen here <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> not, 
I, I was re- ready with normal weather to lay the lay the lumber with Buffalo. Kind of looked like that New England playoff game that year. But with this weather, all bets are off. Anything can happen in this game. They also have a fullback. Yes, they do. Derek They're one Watt. of the few teams. Yeah. One of the few teams. They have Derek Watt as a fullback. I can see them running a lot of plays with, with two backs in that backfield. Yeah. That's a key um, whole eye formation. I don't know about the power eye. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Uh, my, those are a little slow to develop. But I can still see you know running a two-back set. Yeah. And you're being strong to the one side. And Firemuth, he's not the greatest blocking tight end. But their offensive line overall has been playing much, much better. As you said, ever since Canada got released and they got a couple other guys in there running the offense. But I think that, uh, you know, I think there's a chance, you know, and uh, listen, Buffalo's been in the playoffs for about six weeks now. Every week's been win or go home. Steelers have been in it for about the last three weeks. You got two pretty battle-tested teams. Uh, I still like McDermott as a coach. I think you got two good coaches. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And, uh, you know, Vinny likes it straight up, Steelers and under. I, I could see that, and I can tell you right now, I'll pretty much be rooting for that. <laughs> so. Well, I think, you know, to Chris's point, the, the running game for the Steelers has been their key offensively, right, in the last uh, in the last month. Um, look, Rudolph's done, done, done well because of that offensive line. The running game has helped him. I mean, that's, that's definitely helped everything that he's doing. I think the – if I was back in the Steelers show, the thing that would worry me is no, no TJ Watt because of, I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's one of the few defensive players in the league that, that can impact the number and probably by at least a point here, you know, when you think about it, I mean, defensive players typically don't impact the number the way a, a wide out, maybe a back, certainly not a quarterback, but there are a few defensive players that, do impact things, and 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 basically impact the the, the offense too. I mean, you, how could that? Be? Well, stopping the other team is, is critical, right? Um, now, let's face it. You you look at the Bills. Their best running back is their quarterback, which is, you know, to his credit, terrific, but also very risky. And but I think you're going to see a lot more of it because because of, because of the weather. Um, we know about their their. Their uh, their defensive injuries uh, mm-hmm. um, that they've incurred all all season long. So, look, if you get double digits in a in an NFL playoff game, though, I mean, it's that's where professionals yeah. uh, certainly get involved. When it, especially if a team can run the ball like the Steelers have. So, um, you know, my point was to, to your to what you were saying, Chrissy. Though this, if you're ever going to tease a total, yeah, because that now you're getting the total back up to close to you know thirty nine or forty points. Yeah, and if you if if you look at that, then you you really have to look towards the dog in in that in that scenario yeah. with the with the way. Probably somebody needs to do yeah. more work than I, and I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. I just see a little bit of value possibly yeah. there, but I do want to say this about the first of all, T.J. Watt, unquestionably the number one player for the Steelers, even more than a quarterback, you know. Pickett. For them, yeah. Rudolph, fine. Uh, But T.J. Watt absolutely impacts that line. However, other than T.J. Watt, this team is very healthy right now, Mm -hmm. especially when you look, uh, you know, mid-January. The team, he's really the only injury of any real significance. So is T.J. hard to overcome? No doubt. But other than that, the team is Fairly healthy. I think Minka Fitzpatrick's probable. Right? Minka Fitzpatrick's he, he, he practiced go, all right? week. I'll yeah. tell you, yeah. he's been in and out all year, yeah. and he's a big key to that defense. Yeah. 
one in ten without Watt historically for Pittsburgh since he's been drafted. So that is something to overcome. But Alex, again, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday where we get this weather. The tens are gone. Around it's nine and a half is the best you're getting out there. But with this weather, when you're getting more than a touchdown, it is very, very difficult. And forget the weather. Even if this was a normal weather game with a total of 34 and you're getting nine and a half, mm-hmm. it's hard to pass up that many points in this game that is mm-hmm. total is so low as it is. It is. And I, I love Chris's idea of teasing both of those together because I went back and looked at how many times the Bills have been favored by double digits. Four times this year, four times this year, they're 0-4 ATS. Mm-hmm. So they have not done well covering these big numbers, especially down the stretch. I mean, we saw their game against the Chargers, barely survived that one, and then the Patriots. So even without the weather, I, I wouldn't have been running to the counter to lay this big number with the Bills. So now with this weather, run-heavy game, I think I think taking the points is definitely the value, and I definitely like that teasing idea. <laughs> you, you've known my thoughts on Buffalo. Well, I was but, shocked when you said that you were going to lay the points well, before, yeah, before all this weather. If it wasn't for the weather, this feels like the type of team that Buffalo pummels. Uh, just the team that, that without their best defensive player, right. Buffalo's offensive line, by the way, has been shockingly healthy. They've started the same combination mm-hmm. all 17 games. Been the is, most consistent. Which is, which is shocking that element. anyone can get through a season that healthy on the offensive line. That's another thing with Miami, too. They've started the second most combinations and they're yeah. starting a third different, another combination this weekend in Kansas City. But when they, when you get this type of weather, it just... Weather's an equal. I mean, this is... I, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is the type of team that I feel like can take advantage of some wackadoo weather game like this, go on the road, not be flummoxed. By the way, perfect like for them, like... You're used to this type of ridiculously bad weather. Not like you not like put Miami up there like we are with Kansas City on, on Saturday night. Uh, again, I'm not saying Pittsburgh's going to pull the outright upset, but if this game is 6-6 with two touchdowns and a pair of missed extra points late in the game, <laughs> I won't be surprised if this is a, a tie game late in the game and someone's got to make a play to get the ball in the end zone because you can't kick the ball because of the wind. Something like that. Yeah. Well, you'll see... You know the kind of the no man's land probably expands too, right? Where you where you you, you go for it on fourth down or you kick the field goal. You're going to see a, a lot, lot more go go more go for it more on fourth down in, yeah. in this type of atmosphere as well. Got yeah. yeah. Well, I will say there are two very good kickers in this game. Boswell, we know, has been solid for years and mm-hmm. and everything he's done in Pittsburgh. And then Bass, Bass, has, Bass has been good this year. Uh, but again, when you're dealing with 30 mile an hour sure. consistent winds up mm-hmm. to 53. I mean, that clip that Brian knows better than all of us back in the day with the Bears, that game where Robbie Gold, who's arguably the best kicker of the last 30 years, in 35 mile an hour winds, whoop, whoop, just way off to the right. Doesn't matter when it's that. Doesn't matter how good you are. You get into the wind tunnel. See you later. You're not making any kicks in this game. Another interesting note the, the Steelers signed Brad Wing. If you remember him, oh, I do. Uh, you know, punter, uh, an Australian rules kicker. Yep, played for LSU, I believe. Right, he did you know? And they signed him. That they're anticipating, and I know they haven't been happy with their punter the last couple of weeks, but they're they're they signed him. He's on. I'm not sure if he's activated or he, on the. He's pra- on the practice. He's squad. on the practice yep. squad. 
But that that may be a move there, anticipating uh, some necessity for. You don't really want. Maybe you don't want the high kicks. You want the long Driven. straight kicks, and I think Brad Wing fits that a little bit more. Well, those Aussie rule punts actually would work in this game. Just might be, yeah. The line drives, let yeah. them bounce twenty yards on their on the ground. Yeah. Uh, it may be onto something there. I I'd missed that this week actually. So that's an interesting tip. Also, Good left left footed punter as well. Right? Is he left footed? Yeah, okay. Yeah, left footed punter. Uh, the Aussie who went to LSU. The last time he played, there've been at least three years. It's been a couple years. It's been yeah. a while since Brad. Wing. I was kind of interested to see them sign him. Yeah. Brad Wing, real quick, last punted for the. New- oh, you're gonna really like this. The last time Brad Wing punted in the NFL is 2017. Whoa. <laughs> for who? The Giants. Giants. Yes. No kidding. Wow. He has punted for the Memphis Express. Okay. Uh, was that the AAF? Yes, that was the AAF, the short-lived league. And then he punted last year in the XFL for the San Antonio Brahmas last year, as we all expected. Okay. I knew it had been a while since Wing was in the NFL. Well, there's that <laughs> funnel from San Diego to Pittsburgh. For- <laughs> oh, right. okay. no, no bigger funnel there is in football, yeah. right? Ah, wow. And that even stunned me, 27. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I would have thought at least 2020. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, seven years ago. Hence the practice squad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's incredible, incredible. Uh, Chris, I will ask you though before we go to the uh, the NFC side of things, really. <clears throat> with the way this weather looks, how low can this total get? It, 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 are, are we looking at something that can go all the way down to thirty, or is this probably where thirty three, thirty two is probably your bottom bottom? I see thirty two being the bottom. And I don't know if we're going to get there either. There was a little move this morning, but I think it was a it was a con job. I saw uh, it with the thirty five or thirty six. Did you see that earlier? And we'll talk about it off the air. Uh, I saw that go, and I and I remember Joe, who's back here, Joe Holler. He called. He says, "I somebody just went to." Th-. I said, "Joe, I don't care what they went. <laughs> if you get bet, move it. If you don't get bet, don't move it. I'm telling you right now. If they bet, if they want to bet us up, God bless." I don't think it'll come down that much more. Simply, now nah, I know we've seen, we saw a few weeks back with the Patriots, right? The Jets-Patriots game was right around 30, uh, 31. Don't forget this one, this one opened 40, 41. Right. So, you know, it's already, you know, can you get, you? we talk about middles on games, you get middles on totals as well. And uh, you're not going to sort of open yourselves up uh, too much of that. So, Before we move to the NFC side of things, I want to, want to, Take a little detour here, but keep it in football. Futures books for you guys. Where where do you guys stand heading in heading into the postseason? I'm really in great shape with uh was there 14 teams? Mm-hmm. I'm in great shape with 12 of them. I'm in good shape with Cleveland. I lose with the Rams. The Rams are the one that you don't want to see hoisting the Lombardi mm-hmm. just down the road from us. At this point, but we, I mean, we still got a couple weeks yeah. left. You know, I mean, we're, it's a volatile situation. And then, of course, Vinny, you have the sheet. The exacta. The exactas. Which can the- help your, but help the futures. It could help or it could hurt. Depends on what <laughs> well, You can use it to, so, to, to yeah. help. So, Vin, so Vinny, just, uh, just going through this real quick, of course, the exactas. Uh, Chris, the creator of this bet. Have to give you your due on Thank that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so, Baltimore 
And the 49ers, of course, both of those combinations are your two favorites right now, uh, which not much of a shock. Uh, they're and, number and one seeds. Right? They're the number yeah. one seeds. They have the bye. Quite frankly, I think the not, I, I, you know, it, everyone has said the Niners all year. It's, it's kind of amazing that a team like Baltimore goes 13 and four with their fourth loss being a nonsense loss with their right. backups in there. And all they did this year was just whenever they played good teams, they elevated to that team's level and really beat up. They, I mean, won by multiple scores in San Francisco on Christmas night. They beat the Lions by a thousand. They beat the Seahawks who aren't in the playoffs. Yes, I understand that by a ton. Really, the only playoff teams that played them tough this year were the Steelers, Steelers who twice, beat them twice, twice, amazingly enough. And the Rams probably should have beat them in that yeah. game if it wasn't for that fluky punt return in right. overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it really is it really is fun to look at these, Vinny where, and Chris, where, again, you can take your, your chalk, but you know what? If you like chalk to get there but not win the thing, you can have a whole lot of fun in betting a whole bunch of these here. Well, I said on the earlier show, I mean, if you're – I mean, don't put your whole bankroll on one of these. No, small you know, bets, yeah. You want to have 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 5 bucks on one of these long shots. You know, probably better off. I mean, what's the Steelers to beat the Cowboys, Vinny? Which I've seen, we think we've seen twice in history already. Right. Steelers uh, to beat the Cowboys is 500 to 1. Okay. Well, 10 bucks. Sure. There you go. There's five dimes in your kick. What the hell? You know, can somebody get hot and get there? I mean. Alex, who do you, you like any long shots or maybe the Rams or something? Somebody. Well, so funny story. Um, I dressed up as Kyle Shanahan for Halloween and my best friend was Mike McDaniel. So <laughs> we, um, we took some pictures, you know, and the whole thing was going to be, you know, that we had the script. It was going to be the Dolphins and the Niners in the Super Bowl. So I had to put a little bit on those two <laughs> beating each other. Yeah. Okay. But then when I did that, I also was like, I love the Ravens. For a while now, so I I took a little bit on the Niners beating the Ravens at eighteen to one. So I have those right now, but I don't have the Ravens winning, which is terrible. But so yeah, I do think don't it's I fun. have Niners beating the Ravens eighteen to one. No, that's no, what that's, I got it at. Oh, this got was, it so out. this was Halloween when I somebody was somebody else had it. Okay, right. somebody else. So Love now these, too. I know I was looking at the opposite side, seeing if there was value there for me, but it is a lot of fun. What year did these start? When did you do you remember? Oh, God. Um you're really testing my memory. <laughs> uh, I'd say like late 90s, something like that. Okay. It's a good idea. They're fun. And also take into account what you have as a, as a better in terms of futures, if any, right? I mean, not just with futures, but how they can, yeah. you know, you can take, take some different uh, selections based on what you have. You know, I mean, if you've got, for instance, if you've got Ravens tickets, um, well, maybe you want to, if you've got Ravens on the futures, uh, and you got them early enough, you're not going to you're not going to put an exact in on the Ravens. You right. might take the Ravens as the, the 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 second team to, to to get beat by. Maybe it's the Niners. Maybe it's uh, the Cowboys. Or or you know, I mean, so if yeah. I were in that scenario, I would just take take Niners over Ravens, Cowboys over Ravens, yeah, and well, maybe one more. I don't know who that last one would be. Probably, I don't, well, it would I, be. Maybe, I would probably take the Rams personally because I don't okay. trust the Lions. But Rams over the Ravens. That's what people seem to be 55 doing. Fifty-five to one. Yeah, it might not actually be. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's this NFC side. It really does feel like the Niners are going to have to, really going to have to do something bad in order to not 
win the two home games in order to get here. Now, once they get here, different story, especially if they play mm -hmm. Baltimore uh, in, in the Super Bowl where the Ravens, we already saw them clock them mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. But it, it is it is always fun to look at those. Uh, and uh, I, I will say this on the AFC side before we close the book on the AFC side and in the second hour we do the NFC games. This, I thought a month ago, even a month ago, before before Baltimore went to San Francisco and, and beat them up and then drilled Miami after that, that this was a wide-open AFC. But now with the way that Baltimore has fully put the stamp on the conference and the way that Kansas City is not themselves and the fact mm -hmm. that Buffalo is this uh, Jekyll and Hyde team that we've seen all year, it really does feel like with that home field advantage, it is Baltimore's time to finally get through and get back to that Get back to the Super Bowl for the first time since Flacco and company got yeah. there and won it in New Orleans against the Niners. It really does feel like that. I have a feeling somebody's going to upset that team. The Ravens? The question yeah, is who? Yeah. The question is who? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, the toughest part is having two of their division opponents in the playoffs, right? right? And, and you right. mentioned it. They've been their hardest competition all year. So yeah. that, that well, does if the Steelers make win, they're playing the Ravens. Yeah. That, yes, yeah, they're yeah. playing the Ravens. Yeah. And, and I think even... Jackson said this week, we do not want to see the Steelers. Uh, you know, we had Dave Damashek on that last show. What do you say with the biggest ghost out there? The Spostas. <laughs> supposed to win. Yep. Supposed to win. That could be a heavy burden. Could be a heavy burden, Steelers, especially yeah. if you're Lamar Jackson. You've never won a playoff game. You've lost twice to the Steelers. Not this year, he himself, but the team lost twice to the Steelers this year. But you're supposed to win this one. I don't know. It's a heavy burden. But uh, we haven't gotten there yet, so let's see. One of the best home fields, though, in the NF in the NFL, too. So yeah, you have a lot to lot to take into account. Um, certainly, they'll be watching this week, and uh, and they know those things too. Right? You know, so it it is again Kansas City being down really just throws the wrench into everything for me. Well, Kansas City gets if they win the game. If they, they win, and right. well, let's say chalk prevails, right? Kansas City would go to Buff. They have, and, and they haven't had to go. It would Mahomes be, has not had to go on the road in a playoff. Correct. Show. The only, the only quote unquote road game he has played in the playoffs was that Super Bowl against Tampa, okay. which is still technically a neutral, even though it was mm -hmm. a home game for the Bucks in that game, and Tampa ran them as we know. Mm -hmm. uh, Buffalo, I don't trust. Miami, I don't trust. It, Cleveland's got a shot. Cleveland, Cleveland, if Flacco doesn't go turnover happy, yeah. I think is as live as anyone. But Alex and I don't think they're getting past this weekend. <laughs> so uh, who knows? I, again, it just it's hard for me. And and look, if Baltimore goes out before the Super Bowl, then Niners will be favored here more likely than not. Whoever the opponent is, they'd probably be the smallest of favorites against Buffalo if it is the Bills. Uh, but uh, boy, what a, what an interesting array of possibilities if we uh get baltimore knocked out before uh <laughs> before the super bowl here in vegas all right before we um before we take a break guys i, I just want to ask you real quick because we're all, almost halfway home in january now more than halfway done in the nba season more than ha about halfway done in the nhl season college hoops in full swing yep uh in in conference play now just how has everything gone on for, for those sports behind the counter uh, through the early goings, at least hockey, NBA, and now getting into the good stuff of college hoops? I think, 
Well, college troops is certainly now a uh, public's more involved now than than in the beginning because you know in the beginning, and it starts much earlier. It seems every year that you know the professional betters are, are locked into that. Still, betters on the weekend, you know your casual fans, general public is still glued to the NFL, right? But during the week. And in, and remember, there's there's NBA every day, there's NHL every day, and college every day. Then the, there's more of a balance between the, the public and the, and, the prof, and professionals, right? But people are uh, people are, are are starting to follow it now because they're going to start to to get ready for it for for college basketball March Madness, right? Try to get familiar with teams again. Every game uh, it, it is is televised. Um, you know, the Knights get their support locally, but there's also opportunities, and we've seen it particularly with their injuries. Uh, and their inconsistency in, in terms of scoring to, to get opportunities to, to play against them, right? Um, and then, you know, the NBA, again, the biggest challenge for, for both, I think, better and bookmaker is who's playing and in, 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 in who's not. I mean, it's a, we've, been, we've been talking about this now for a couple of years, and it, it, hasn't, it hasn't really changed, uh, um, unfortunately. So uh, that, that part there, uh, you know, again, when football, when the NFL is up, Chris, right? We see, uh, you know, uh, it, it certainly rules, uh, but certainly during the week, more uh, more yeah. support for the others. No, uh, no complaints. Everything's been good. Not, you know, it's never great until the NFL's over, and then you start picking up a lot of action. Right. But I mean, it's been good. You know, nothing crazy. Um, God, I went through basketball futures this morning. Uh, I guess I got Arizona and Purdue. Those look like the co-favorites right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who's right behind them. Maybe Connecticut. Houston's right there. Houston. Connecticut's right there. Uh, I mean, Kansas isn't too far down. I'd have to look, but I just Houston, went through today. Houston is, is, is up there. Uh, this, this was as zany of a college basketball week as you'll ever see as well. Sure. Top three all lose in back-to-back days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just uh, We talked about it with our friend Jim Root yesterday. Just, uh, it's going to happen it, again. It, this, it's not... This is not. No, it, this it, is it, not it, an anomaly. This week, you're we, going to see it more. We talk about the portal in football, college football all the right. time. Portal in college basketball, I think, is going to cause these type of wide open fields and constant upsets in conference play mm-hmm. more so than ever. Now, well, one player in college basketball, twenty percent of your team oh, starting yeah. team. Oh yeah, one player's one twenty second of your starting <laughs> offense or defense. Yeah, or, you know, uh, uh, in football. But one player could really make a big difference. Well, and the transfer portal in college basketball is impacted coaching oh, yeah. a great deal too, 100%. particularly with coaches saying, I'm going into the broadcast booth because I don't want to deal with it. Well, Jim Beheim doesn't count. He was, uh, I'm not talking about Beheim. Jay Wright. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Jay Wright left right? probably five years earlier than would have expected. There you go. By the way, uh, speaking of teams struggling with the portal, Gonzaga, Gonzaga is – Zag is a legitimate bubble team this year. Yeah. Which is kind of jarring. I saw it, you know, I thought I'd go by the ratings. Yeah. They're rated 25th. Oh, yeah. No chance. 25th? No chance. There's only, they're better than all the rest of those teams? (laughs) No chance. Not in this folder. No way. No way. Uh, Got home on Santa Clara last night. Yeah, I I know you had them. Well, you know what the problem is? I'm concerned with it because Alex can attest to this. I'm pretty sure I've bet Santa Clara nine times already this year. Yeah. I don't know if the value is going to be proper anymore after <laughs> last night's outright upset over Gonzaga. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we go to the NFC side of things next.
here on Sports by the Book. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Hour number two of Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio of Football Friday, leading you into Super Wild Card Weekend here in the National Football League. I'm Jeff Parles. We have a full house. Here on the desk, Chris Andrews on the far side, Vinny Maliulo, right center, Alex White to my left. I'm Jeff Parles. We are excuse me thrilled. Oh, you're you're oh there we go. Chris uh Chris will be back in a moment. Uh, but uh we uh are excited to be with you. We'll get going here with the NFC side of things. I already know we have two way action on the desk for this game. I already know that. Excellent. So I know you're a big <laughs> about fan time. Of about time. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we have two-way action most days, honestly. Most uh, steam here. So Green Bay and Dallas kicks off the NFC side of the card. Mm -hmm. Kind of interesting scheduling. The All the AFC games will be done by, by lunchtime on Sunday here yeah. on the West Coast. And then mm -hmm. it's all the, the NFC the rest of the way. Vinny opened eight. You're down to seven. Yeah. 49 and a half to 50 and a half. And all I'm going to say is, I, I don't want to, before you get, we get into the, bet, the betting angle of this real quick, if Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys do get upset in this game, with now Seattle open, which seemingly makes a ton of sense for Dan Quinn to go back up there. He was the coordinator there when they won the Super Bowl with the Legion of Boom. It would make a whole lot of sense if he replaced Pete Carroll. I just wonder if Mike, if Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys lose, if Jerry actually fires Mike McCarthy to make sure he can keep Dan Quinn around. I think that is something that I think is in play potentially. Interesting you say that uh, because I think Dan Quinn had some opportunities in the last couple of years. He has. And he has stayed in Dallas because I think he wants that job. Correct. 
Um, not that he's doing anything subversive towards Mike McCarthy, um, but I think, look, you know, Dan Quinn, uh, it still stings what happened to to him when he was head coach of the of the Falcons, and they had that big lead in the Super Bowl against uh, Tom, Brady Tom Brady and the uh, and the Patriots, and that that collapse, and they were. You know, a couple of yards, a first down away from just putting that game away, right? One yard from winning yeah. the game. <laughs> so, just so, hand the ball off. I mean, so to, I, I understand. I know that, yes, it's available up there, but I think the fact that he has stayed uh, the last couple of years and not gone anywhere else, I think this is uh, the job uh, that he wants. Just Dan Quinn. Uh, yeah, they're paying uh, him I big think, money. I think he wants to stay right where he's at and eventually succeed Mike McCarthy. Uh, Jeff, whether whether it's by Mike McCarthy's choice or Jerry Jones' choice, I think it'll be Jerry Jones's choice. Whatever that day comes, yeah. unless if uh, Dallas finds a way to win the Super Bowl, then honestly, this might be their best chance to do that. Yeah, uh, in the near future. Uh, Chris, just going on the lines here. You opened at eight for this game, quickly to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Now it's seven. Totals up a point from forty nine and a half to fifty and a half on this one. I got to tell you guys, you know, and again, I'm a dog player uh, for the most part, you know, but uh, this team here, Dallas, I told you, did a lot of work on home field. It's a big home field advantage. I see little Miss White over there clapping. She must agree with me. This is a big home field advantage, and I think there's a big road disparity with, with Green Bay. I think this plays perfectly into Dallas, you know, and – uh it's not too often I tell you, well, this team's going to kill that team. I don't want, to, I don't want to go there, but I just think they deserve to be a strong, strong favorite. But the truth, my power ratings came to ten on this game. So did mine. Okay. I was, yeah, I was you a little quit looking over my shoulder. I know. Uh, I'm there, sorry. If I'm, uh, you know. I'm learning a few things, but um, yeah, <laughs> I can I learn a few from when... you. I'm sure. I like those power rating things we're going to do. But I, I made this game ten. I, I think that that's the proper number. I mean, listen, I've, we see 10-point favorites lose all the time. God knows. But I think they deserve to be a 10-point favorite in this game. I think they're that much better than Green Bay. I think this number comes back up, and I think for a variety of reasons. I think the public gets involved. And, uh, you know, we, no no secret that the uh, Cowboys have, have been and remain a, a very public team, given, especially given their success at home this year uh, and, and their ability to score points and, again, score points uh, at, at home. Um, uh, the the other thing is there's going to be carry. This is where carryover from the two games on Saturday and the uh, the earlier earlier game on Sunday uh, between the Steelers and Bills starts going to it and building towards it, and I think it builds towards uh, the Cowboys side. So, do you think the number moving down is just a more of a take, grabbing that eight or seven and a half while they can? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, you know, when a number's sitting there at seven and a half, there's two ways it's going to go. But once you breach the walls, it's going to nine. And I didn't, evidently, the the the, the handicappers out there didn't think that was going to be the case. So they took the seven and a half or it's seven. I really think it's a number play. I mean, listen, they're all number plays at some point. You know, but I really think the, the fact of the matter is that uh, I think Dallas should be Close to double digits in this game, and it may it, it'll go it'll go back up. Yeah, I, I believe it'll go back up. I don't think it's going to come down. So. I was kind of hoping I'd get six and a half. 
lay six and a half with the Cowboys. But Jeff makes a great point. I mean, he's worried about McCarthy and his decision making, but I don't <coughs> necessarily think we're going to get to that position because I think they'll have a good lead in this one. You can't ignore their home field this year and eight and zero at home, six and two ATS. So I do like the Cowboys in this one. I mean, if they make it past this first game, talk to me in the next two. We'll see if there's a good time to fade them. But I don't think this one is it, especially with how the Packers have played inconsistently all year long oh, and their yeah. defense the last stretch here. You know, are you going to – which which Green Bay team are you going to get? You're going to get the Green Bay team that played the, the Buccaneers a month ago or you're going to get the <laughs> Green Bay team that – uh, that's played the, the last couple of the weeks. I hope not the Lions on Thanksgiving. I hope Again, not that Green Bay team, though. Too soon. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a lone wolf on this one, aren't I? I, uh, I, I took seven and a half um, with, with Green Bay. Uh, I just, when push comes to shove, and we, we nearly saw it in that game against Detroit, and quite frankly, it should have cost them the game the way they, the way they managed the, the clock around the two-minute warning. McCarthy having them inexplicably throw and it would have just, you run the ball and you basically put the game away. Uh, our old friend Gil, who, who was used to be in this studio, the McCarthy tax, as he said, it's there. This is now the time where the McCarthy tax shows up. Mm -hmm. And look, people get on Matt LaFleur all the time. I think Matt LaFleur is a really darn good good football coach. I think he's a great coach. And, and Who's based, getting on him? Oh, people got on him for the oh, yeah, playoff yeah. failures in the past. Uh, but look, I the fact that this team with that defense is in the playoffs in Jordan Love's first full year is an un, it's an unbelievable coaching job. No doubt. It's just there's just too many other guys who have had better coaching jobs yeah. this year cuz Demac uh Ryan's uh Kevin Stefanski, Campbell Sean McVay, like, there's just so many good coaching jobs out there. Well, a month from now, there'll be one good coach, and all the rest of them are going to be well, a piece of crap. Well, they're all terrible once they don't yeah. win the Super Bowl. We know that, Chris. Uh, but, I, you know, I just I, I just have a I'm, – I'm not saying Green Bay is going to win the game outright like I was saying earlier in the week because as the week's gone along, it's like, you know what, Dallas is so good at home. They're the only undefeated team at home. They've really smashed everyone at home other than Detroit and Seattle. Now, granted – the one counter with that is, who have they played at home this year? Well, the Jets. They beat the Jets the by 20. They beat New England by 35. Giants. They beat the Rams when the Rams were still not particularly good by 23. They beat the Giants. Stafford got hurt in that Stafford one. Got, exactly. Stafford got hurt and mid left midway through. They beat the Giants by 32. They beat the Commanders by 35. Have I, Other than the Rams, I haven't mentioned a real team yet. And in the last three home games, yeah, they play better teams. Seattle, one-score game, nearly lost that game. They destroyed Philly, but that was before we knew what the Eagles really were. And then the game on the Saturday, the last Saturday of the year, where Detroit got jobbed. <laughs> I mean, there's no other explanation for that. Uh, again, is Dallas capable of winning this game by three touchdowns? Of course they are. They, they are explosive on offense. This is the best Dak has ever looked. People don't respect CeeDee Lamb. Didn't mm. respect CeeDee Lamb enough going into the year. Now he's got the proper respect. Yeah. He's one of the three best wide receivers in the NFL this year. Uh, they are capable of winning this game by a whole bunch. But in the end, I'm getting more than a touchdown with a team that I really like their offense in Green Bay. I think they can, at a bare minimum, keep this thing close and make Dallas sweat a bunch here. And I think you're right, Vinny. This thing's not sitting at seven by the time the game kicks. No. This thing's going to be north of seven by week, by kickoff. And keep an eye, obviously, on all injuries, but Dallas O-line. Uh, yeah, played without the two guards last week. Yeah. 
So keep an eye on, uh, you know, check on uh, status of Smith and Martin for the uh, for the Cowboys on the offensive line. Well, uh, as of right now, uh, Zach Martin looks like he is trending towards playing, okay. which is obviously <laughs> big news uh, for Dallas Smith. The other uh, the other guard uh, look, Smith. Look, looks looks to be good as well. And also Gilmore, who did not play didn't in Week play 18, either, right? is on pace to play. So it's Dallas good. is getting healthier. And again, Green Bay's right banged there. up a bit as well, right? Well, you know, AJ you know, Dillon's been on the injury report what the entire uh, not since the preseason, I think so. Um, but no, I mean, everybody's got, everybody has to find a way to get in these games for sure. But the offensive line I bring up because, and Chris can attest to this, we, we had to learn some very um, expensive lessons on our side of the counter about uh, the, the, uh, the keys, uh, how critical the offensive line is just in, in terms of just stability uh, for, for so many uh, aspects, not just for the quarterback. Uh, but for everything the quarterback does, for everything the running backs do, and uh, and <clears throat> how the receivers are are going to perform based on the on the protection. So I got, I got to say, excuse me, yeah. to Vinny's point there, please. I, I think we were at a uh, watershed moment. Oh, when <clears throat> when Tampa beat Kansas City in the Super yeah. Bowl a couple years back. Big big huh? call. Kansas City. I mean, we needed Tampa pretty good in that game. Kansas City, I think, went off a three three and a half point fair. Every wise guy I knew. Was on was on Tampa, Tampa. Yeah. because of the offensive line, yeah. and since that time, people have been paying much more attention, mm-hmm. particularly to tackles, and they had both tackles out that day, and you could see Mahomes couldn't do a damn Nothing. thing. You know, since that time, I think people, especially people that know, which yeah. I hope is mostly our audience, who are I think a little more fairly intelligent gambler, uh, pay attention more to offensive lines than they did in the past. And I think if we go back and look, that was a watershed moment in handicapping yep. history. It's a great, it's a great right, point right, right. because that, that game where I thought Mahomes played great, but he had no time. No. I, I just, well, I considering, his life, yeah, the entire considering, game. considering the fact that one of, but remember he had the game where he basically threw the ball parallel to the ground and they yeah. almost got a touchdown out of it. Uh, but no, you're a hundred percent right because I don't remember the discussion of offensive linemen being out being a real thing, and then that game happened. Tampa mm-hmm. ran him out of the building that day because Kansas City couldn't block Shaquille Barrett, uh, especially more than anyone that day. And since then, I, you're right. Everyone is at least cognizant right. when, when elite offensive linemen are out. Yep. And especially when there's multiple. Especially when there's multiple, multiple. starters out yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as well. I mean, just, again, sorry to pour it on the Dolphins. Just look at how different the Dolphins' offense is. No, since yeah. Their, their sure. offensive linemen have gotten hurt. A question for you, though, Alex, on this, because you like Dallas. Um, teaser position here, down to one uh, on the Cowboys. I would imagine if you have the right dance partner, that would be an angle you would look at as well. Absolutely. Great point. I'm glad you brought it up because there are a few good good ones to grab. And I was thinking the Bills early on, but now with the weather and everything, I like the Steelers up more. But great point, Jeff, That getting them down to one. And always, great and, and always, too, when you're dealing with these favorites that you – push down to one or, or have, if you're betting another favorite, sometimes just look to do a money line parlay. Yeah. Uh, they just do pay that. out better sometimes uh, than the teasers, especially in this. Uh, in the two era. teamers. And, yeah. Yeah. In the two teamers. Yep. Exactly. And let me say, uh, if Jeff's right, are we get an upset? It'll be a big weekend for the oh, South I'm sure, Point. I'm uh, sure it will be. I, I don't <laughs> think we've written a teaser yet that doesn't have Dallas in there. <laughs> so. Mm. 
Yeah, no, I, I believe it. I believe it that if the, that if the Packers somehow do pull the the outright upset, by the way, that would completely change the course of the NFC playoffs, where well everyone's kind of just getting ready for that that Dallas Detroit matchup yeah. yet again. Uh, if Green Bay pulls that upset, then uh, boy, Niners. Niners will be licking their chops regardless of who goes there as long as it's not the Rams. But yeah. if it's the other three possibilities, oh boy, <laughs> they'll be licking their chops for that matchup. Another public service announcement. Please. This round has traditionally been a good underdog. one, mm-hmm. And then the next round is usually a pretty good favorite. And this will tell it, those two rounds right there, We'll tell you why the bookmakers usually do so good because people overestimate the dogs that do well this week or, or win outright and overbet them next week. And there's a reason why certain teams are at home and certain teams are on the road. I'm not giving you the whole script, even though I have it in my office, but I'm not going to give you a uh, But again, just a little public service announcement. Be, be wary of how that plays out and make sure you're, you're doing all your homework and doing your power ratings and don't get swept away too much by what happens this week and anticipate the exact same thing is going to happen next week. I, I will ask you so this real, real quick because especially when two teams were getting by, it was yeah. a distinct advantage for Definitely. the two the two teams coming right. off the bye week sure. more, more times than not. Of course, we, we know one seeds lose in the divisional round every so often. But is that for, for the team, let's say it's – the two seeds here. Dallas playing a second consecutive week, but a second home game without a bye. Does that has that run true so far in this in this era with the extra playoff team now? N- not as true as in the past. Okay, as I said. But like I said, it, it I'm giving you I'm painting with a very broad brush. Here. Sure, of course. Yeah. So, but be careful. And again, it's not like teams can't. Yeah, you know, we've had wild card teams go all the way to the Super Bowl sure. and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so don't uh, don't don't take Every word that I've just said is gospel. It's just again painting with a very broad brush some 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 trends over the course of time. The last team to do that was the Colts, I believe. The wild card. Wild card. Peyton Manning's Colts. Yes. Okay. Well, we might have to look wait, that up. It no. might be Andrew Luck. Well, was it the Giants? Andrew Luck didn't play in the Super Bowl. Okay, wait, then it must wait, have been... to make the Super Bowl or to win, win the it. Super Bowl? Make the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, to me, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Double I think check. the Giants won yeah. a Super Bowl Gi- as a wild Gi- card for, right? Giants won their Super Bowl against the Patriots, Patriots. the first time right. as the five seed. As mm-hmm. a five seed, okay. Uh, that that I do know. Uh, Which I, is a wild card. We were a wild card, right? Yeah, yeah they were yeah. a wild card. Yeah. Uh, I've, what no, year was that? I've, uh, 07. That was the 07 season. Uh, so maybe that was more recent then. No, been. because green. Okay, I got it. I got it. Sorry, sorry on this. Green Bay 2010. Really green Bay 2010 is the six. Is the last wild card to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, okay. actually, no. Wait a second. What are we talking about? The last wild card to win the Super Bowl was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buccaneers. in 2020. Uh-huh. Oh. There you go. There we go. I knew we were yeah, missing. We just talked about them because the Saints whole three whole minutes ago. The Saints won that division. Won the division that year. Yeah, the Saints won the division, and the Saints totally choked that playoff game against Tampa after they destroyed them twice. After beating them 35 nothing in week 12 or something like that. Yeah, I mean they destroyed them twice in the regular season. Yeah. And Tampa went there and won the only game that mattered and sent Drew Brees out with a loss. Bingo. Uh, in that one. That was also not a good I game. I forgot for they myself. were wild cards. <laughs> uh, um, let's go to the next one. Matthew Stafford, welcome home. It's a playoff game. The first one that Detroit has had at home in 30 plus years. 
Barry Sanders and company that day when the Lions won. Uh, Ryan, what was the moon stat? There we go. It's a waxing crescent. The hell is a waxing crescent? <laughs> That's why I wanted to bring it up. I wanted exactly what your reaction was going to be. A waxing crescent. Wait a Oh, wait, wait. So let me get this straight. So the pre-production meeting was, hey, we're going to bring this up and Vinny's going to go off. Like, what? I got to see Vinny's reaction. Yeah, no, well, please tell me, somebody. Remember, wax on, wax off again. The, the wax, wax on, wane off. Wane off, exactly, yeah. What yeah. is this? The yeah. Karate Kid showed up? <laughs> Karate Kid 5? What the? What's going on? Yeah, I got it. I, I knew you'd love that. Jeez. Uh, regardless, though, uh, moon, moons be damned here as we talk about this game. Uh, Chris, you're three. Lions, uh, of course. Uh, man, Dan Campbell, it looks like he's going to get away with it with Sam Laporta. It looks like he's going to play. But that it's really not going to be 100%. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be an injury to possibly could have knocked him out for the whole postseason by the looks of it, but he's going to play. As Vinny said, won't be 100%. Some other injuries that are hanging around as well for the Lions. The Rams didn't play their guys last week. They might have gotten Carson Wentz another contract with someone, no, with the way he played. Uh, but, Chris, this is, to me, this is the most fascinating game of the weekend because I'm not, I, I everything in my brain screams take the underdog outright, but this is going to be a, an unbelievable home field advantage there for Detroit in this game. Well, um, I think the advantage isn't so much going to be home and road. I think here's going to be the thing. Can the Rams stop Detroit on the ground? Bingo. Can Detroit stop the Rams in the air? <laughs> and I think, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I really don't. Uh, when I first made my numbers, I kind of liked Detroit. As I look more closely, I don't like them nearly so much. Uh, matter of fact, I think three is a really good number. Uh, I've been at three and a half. They've taken the three and a half. They laid back the three, but not quite so much, evidently, because I'm still at three. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game. And I was asked on the previous show, is this going to be the, the biggest bet game of the weekend? And considering where it is, I, I think it probably is going to be. You know, besides all the drama, you got a total of, what are we looking at, 51, 52. Uh, that right there is going to, I think, inspire a lot of play. Uh, I think this is going to be a terrific game. I have no idea who I'm going to need. I think, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I think I'm going to need Detroit. Uh, but I don't really like anybody, and uh, I'll probably need Detroit, and I guess I'm going to be fine with that. You know, why not? We won't need Detroit by three. We <laughs> will not need that. No matter what phase the moon is in i can assure you that we we, we won't do we, any work on we, that we we won't a waxing waning uh three what was it a wa it was a waxing crescent right a waxing not a waning gibbous who, correct who, who oh told God. where did you find that did <laughs> you someone find? tweeted it i saw it on twitter multiple times and ryan well then it must be gospel uh, well, no, uh, clearly look, if it was on twitter, on twitter i mean fact, you know that, geez, right? okay. oh, that, you should have said that right from the beginning now now i understand what? The important thing is that it is going to be a waxing crescent. So that's what they're saying is the last time they won a playoff game, th that was the moon, and now it's going to be again. Yeah, and George Plimpton so was really go. the quarterback, I mean, too, I'm, I'm sure. But who, uh, who was even the quarterback on that team when they when they won the last playoff game? I don't know. Milt Plum. Who? Check it out. Milt Plum. Milt Plum. I believe Chrissy. What that. year? What? 
No, it's not. It was in the nineties. Okay, that's not. No, I was it say, wasn't no, Plum. They won the championship. They won the championship. I want to say Greg Landry. All right, let's see. Detroit when they made the playoffs and won a playoff game. This was the nineteen ninety. Uh, where 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 is this here? Is it late now? It was nineteen ninety one. Hang on, Kramer, Tommy Kramer. Tommy Kramer was. You're talking about when they won the title. Or well, Milk Plum won the title. What, you were close. You, know you, were, in clo- you were close. You got the last name right. It was Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer. Yeah. yeah. Who was Tommy Kramer? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think Tommy Kramer went to high school with the I was going to say, oh, Tommy Kramer, he owes you money. No, Tommy Kramer play, did play in the NFL from 1977 to 1990 with the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Oh, another quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Eric Kramer. He got, the, he got, the, he got the last name and the okay. area of the country right. right. You're pretty let close. Me, let me try to make some sanity out of this. Uh, no more moon point. talk. No more, um, no more low tide, high tide. Unless we're going to talk about Check War- out Plum unless we're going to talk about Warren Moon, all right. But I will tell you that, that no, in all seriousness, uh, no Lions by three. This is probably it, in listening to the betters and and the way they're betting these games this weekend, not just this game. I think there's the most confidence in any dog this weekend is on is the Rams. I, I would I would say yeah oh yeah yeah but if you if you if you you know yeah, listen to what people are, are are you know saying you know and you know we we listen you know, we're, we're talking when people come up and there's a little bit of banter and things like that and when you and when you you sit down and you, and you talk to respected opinions as well I think there are uh, as far as a dog winning outright uh, uh, this is this is the one. And 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 let's remember that you know the Texans are a home dog this week in a, in a similar situation, right? It's it's two and a half. Uh, you've got uh, this game uh, right around a field goal. So uh, this is this is the dog that uh, folks uh, are, are have have the most faith in. Before we get your thoughts, yes, I, I, we have to tie up some loose ends here because we kind of oh, went off the rails. This is, he's not going to let it go. No, 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 no. He's not because I'm, 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 By the way, excuse me, are you looking this this information up on Twitter? Because, uh, because no, I, I, this is not, oh, okay. this, we're not. We're done with the moon. Okay. We're done with the moon. Thank you. Bill Plum, Bill Plum was the quarterback with the Lions in the early 60s. He was actually not the quarterback when they won their last NFL wow, title, okay. which was 1957. Beat the Cleveland Browns that day. And Tobin Rote was the quarterback Tobin for Rote. the oh, Detroit man. Lions. I remember Tobin Rote. I hate to tell you. <laughs> remember Tobin Rote. It was, the quarterback matchup that day was Tobin Rote against Tommy Gro- O'Connell. Lou Groza. Lou Groza. Actually, field goal. Luke, Luke, forget kicking. Lou Groza also played left tackle that day for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. I was like, all yeah. those guys. He yeah. might have drove the team bus, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. The toe, Lou the toe Groza. I, I figured you. Well, when you when you have the uh, the best kicker in America for college football named after, you got to be pretty good right. at that. Didn't uh, he kick the winning? Did he kick the winner in the '63 game again? Uh, when that was the last time the Browns won the title. '64. '64. They beat the Baltimore Colts twenty-seven to nothing. Mm. There you go. All See right. what happens. Uh, you bring up moons. <laughs> See what happens. We wow. end up. We end up with uh, with. With Milt Plum and, and Tobin Rowe. And, and Tobin wow. Rowe. <laughs> oh, hey, look, look I, that's debatable, though, wow. Ryan. Kitchen that by is, the Book is great is stuff. Debatable. Moons. We're going to, that, that, that is another analytical. That, that's the new analytics, point. what the moon is that night? Oh, my God. <laughs> Alex, what are you like in this game? Listen, I agree with everything you guys said. So this game is very tough. Early in the week, 
I like the Lions. I did make them four and a half point favorite in this one. But the more I look at it and you, like you said, my brain is saying take the points with the Rams here in McVay and you have Matthew Stafford. I think I want to see the Lions win. I want Jared Goff to get this win, especially with that trade and him proving himself here. But I can't get there. I haven't got there yet. I do like the over, though, and that goes to your point of I think the Lions will be able to move the ball, especially on the ground with Gibbs and Montgomery, and I don't think Stafford and company will have a problem moving it the other way. Both of these defenses are so similar and average, I could say. They're just right in the middle of every metric um, compared to the league. So I do like the over. It's a very high one, but I think we're going to get a high-scoring game here. Forget the moons. I will, just, I will just say this, and, and you brought it up, Chris. In the end, you are right. Can the Rams stop the Detroit run game or at least slow it down? Or will it go the other way where Aaron Glenn's defense has had a whole boatload of struggles the last two months of the year, and they've had a lot of problems. He had to force turnovers, but they've had a lot of problems stopping the pass the last two months. Turnover. And if they don't force Stafford turnovers, right. that's the path to the Rams winning this game outright. If Stafford has a game where he goes out, three touchdowns, no turnovers, Rams are going to win this game. If it's one of those two touchdown, two turnover games, Detroit probably gets it done if they hold Stafford to something in that area code. It was better, obviously, three and a half and three, two big, huge different numbers. Uh, three and a half, thought the Rams were good. At three, going to stay out of this and we'll wait in game and see if the Lions get out early. We'll take a better number. That's so Laporta is probable. Laporta's going to play. I think Higby's going to play as well. I right? would be surprised for, if Higby did For the Rams, play. so. Yes. Which, again, adds to the challenges for the, uh, the Lions uh, defense. <laughs> Moon and all. No, hey, well, one of our friends on Twitter just tweeted at us. Uh, didn't... <laughs> Didn't Sid Finch throw a perfect game the last time there was a waxing gibbous moon on George Plimpton's birthday? <laughs> Thank you. Very good, Vinny. Excellent. You know, my wife and I watched a little bit of uh, Paper Lion the other day yeah. with uh, George Plimpton. Obviously, this is a long time off well, with uh, uh, Alan Alda playing George Plimpton. And he played in the Canadian Football League, supposedly, the Newfoundland Newfs. Very nice. The New which aren't really Newfs. a team. <laughs> and... Uh, I think in today, I don't think you can get away with that today. Is that good. Alex Karras' uh, Alex movie Karras debut? I don't know. You know, Alex Karras had dinner at my house one day. Did he? What was the moon? I like? think it was the year he got suspended <laughs> for gambling. <laughs> and Marvel Jack said, "Don't ever breathe a word of this." Yeah, fifty years later, they I think say you're so. okay at that point. Well, I think it's closer to sixty years, to be honest with you. So I think I can say. So. Well, that's the uh, that's the uh, the Greek connection, right, yeah, Chris? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there we go. All right, we're we're gonna take a quick break. We promise no more moon talk when we I get I doubt back. it. I, I, you'll knows? break that promise. Who knows, Ryan? You're going to break that. Ryan Somebody's going to break that promise. A, who knows? Maybe, maybe more winning give us. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we get back. Well, it's been a full moon for Philadelphia the last six weeks. Oof. They try to snap the losing streak and advance to the second round as a home as a road a road favorite against the home dog Bucks. We talk about it next on Sports by the Book. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. 
And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in Sports by the Book is the show here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Full desk. And we haven't even seen Jimmy yet today. No. We, we would have to put Jimmy in the producer's chair today. Where is he? Is he at the spa today? He's actually getting a haircut. Oh, he's getting a hair. Does he get now here's the important question. Does he get <laughs> his haircut on the premises here at the barbershop? Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. Go. Yeah. Go. Johnny, what's Johnny's last name? I think it's Trujillo. I think it's Johnny Trujillo. Yeah. Been here for a long time. Yes, he has. Well, listen, whatever you need, we have it here. It's, <laughs> you don't have to leave. The, the, uh, the barber yeah. shop. Clearly, we even have a media, we, we even have theater. a meteorology department now as well. <laughs> wow. I got to make sure to bring that up every single week now. Please don't. I, I just the, the, the moon stats. Bro. If you God, do, if you do. Make it one. one what if, what if when it I'm not here? Gravity, Vinny, would that uh, would that would that mean something for you? You gonna start talking about tides now too? <laughs> no, I'm good. Maybe the Norfolk tides. Oh. Maybe that. Maybe that would be the only one. Oh. Uh, on or the that tide one. water tides. No. Yeah. Same. 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 Uh, same principle, right? Yeah. All right. Let's go to the final game of the NFL weekend, which is on Monday. Here we go. Monday night football. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, year three of this now we've been doing this on the Monday nights year four uh, Eagles and uh, and Bucks saw this game in week three it was actually on NFL Network earlier today uh, come as a shock the Eagles won that game uh, long time ago convinced two different teams now. yeah I it's I would very rarely say throw out the result from a regular season game played between the two teams but this is absolutely throw that result out because this, both of these teams, yeah, I know Tampa got off to the good 2-0 start, and they beat two NFC North teams that ended up missing the playoffs and going 7-10 and in Minnesota and Chicago. Philly, of course, got off to that great start, and, and here they are, where I, it seems short, but how can you possibly trust this team? 
to beat anyone other than if unless if they were playing the Carolina Panthers this week. That'd be the only team I would fully trust, especially after the last two weeks where Alex and I were in here watching them lose to Arizona after having a double-digit lead. And that game against the Giants was never competitive. Oh, and by the way, they got horrible injuries in that game. Jalen Hurts yeah. looks like he's going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. But A.J. Brown hasn't practiced yet this week. They said Hurts through yesterday with like a glove or a, some kind of splint or something on his finger. That doesn't sound great. Yeah, because it is just, it's his throwing hand. That, throwing that he, they, he, they, he was they a full hurt. participant today, yeah. Hurts. Full participant, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a little different for a quarterback. Not getting hit as a full – as a. <laughs> As a participant, um, you mentioned it too. They lost Sid Brown, right? The safety. They lost another yeah, safety. He's, he's, he's he, both of them. Him and Blankenship are both um, both did not yeah. practice. You mentioned today. AJ Brown. Darius Slay is, is is banged up as well. I mean, this team has gotten banged up for the last uh, last what six weeks, and it's certainly been reflected in in their play. I mean, and their defense is just non-existent in the last month and a half. I mean, think about it. And I don't, and I'll, I'll, I think part of that has to do with the, the change. You remember they, they, they went with Patricia there. I, I think that, I think that hurt the chemistry of the defensive uh, side of the ball for the, uh, for the, the Eagles. It's something, the rhythm is not there. Um, you know, you, it's every, everything could, that could, that could happen to this team's defense has happened. And I don't think that, that coaching maneuver helped the situation. It, it was obvious at the time that the move to make Patricia the primary defensive play caller was a panic move. Sure. And I don't think anyone thought it could be a hundred times worse than it was. And it has been, without the shadow of a doubt, as bad as it can possibly be. Since he's taken over, and you mentioned the injuries, uh, Derry Slay is going to play in this game on Monday night. Okay. Uh, but again, it's it, it's a team that they look like, and we have seen this. And I I never thought Nick Sirianni was actually on the hot seat. I just thought it was always just the Philadelphia media is going crazy because that's what they do. But the Eagles look like a team that's given up on their head coach, and mm-hmm. once that's happened, it's it, you're almost never coming back from something. Yeah, I mean, I remember I talked to Ashley, who's yeah. from outside of Philly, and she and I think I talked to her. I don't know, it was Monday or the week before. She's all, oh, don't listen to the Philly press; they go overboard on everything. Don't listen to them. Yeah. But here we are later in the week, and I'm sort of, I think there's something to this. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if he gets fired. He was in a Super Bowl last year. Now all of a sudden, you lost the team. Maybe it's some of the guys on the team. What was it? Casey Stengel had the great. Thing because I got what's her twenty five guys on a baseball team. I got five guys who love me. You know, eighteen or whatever it is, seventeen guys who care one way or the other, and five guys that hate. I got to keep the five guys that hate me, or the five guys that love me, to keep them away from the five guys that hate me. (laughs) I got to keep them apart, so I can still have the five guys that love me. Uh, So. I, I think there's probably just a couple of bad apples in there. And listen, when things get tough, the bail on your coach, the guy's been a good coach. In the Super I don't Bowl know. last year. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, how about sucking it up a little bit and playing hard? For, and if it's not for your coach, how about playing hard for the guy standing right next to you in line? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hate to blame 
a coach for a situation like that. I don't see it going south all of a sudden without some blame being placed on some players. Some uh, chemistry issues for sure. Yeah, for whatever for whatever reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and then you have you know the Buccaneers who have really turned things around with a with a warrior quarterback in, in Baker yeah. Mayfield and some veterans. You know, that, let's remember this is there's a lot, there's still a lot of veterans on this team on both sides of the ball that won the Super Bowl a few years ago. And again, people can say what they want about, you know, you, you, we've talked a lot about coaches. Todd Bowles has found a way uh, for this team to, to get there, but they won. Somehow, they won it. back-to-back now, division. It, it, yeah, three, three, time, in three in a row. Well, back-to-back with okay. Todd coaching. But well, yeah. yeah, three okay. straight but dating back to the I, year before, after the Super Bowl. I mean, you could say, yeah, was it a, a, a weaker division? Yeah, but they still had to figure out a way to do it and get there. And um, I, I think. KJ Britt is is quite, what's his status, Jeff? Because that's a he, he's a he's a it's he's an important piece for them at, at linebacker. But other than that, they're they're pretty healthy, and uh, I mean this is uh these are two teams that are trending in in, in questionable. Okay, two different uh, two different directions here. But again, you know, open two went to two and now it's it's toggled right back and forth, right, Chris, between two and a half and three. So yeah, you know, and again we mentioned coaching coaching. Uh, <clears throat> Bowles was a little bit on the hot seat too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think a lot yeah. of people had a, had a lot of confidence in him. Baker Mayfield, kind of the same way. I don't think guys, mm-hmm. you know, but those guys all stuck together. You know, I agree with Vinny. Well, Baker's a bit of a warrior. Yeah. I kind of like this kid. I really yeah. do. And uh, I, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's a tough kid. And I yeah. find myself rooting for him a lot. And Todd Bowles, like I said, he was on the hot seat a little bit. I don't think guys were so confident in him. Here he is in the playoffs again. I thought I wouldn't be surprised they win this playoff game. Really wouldn't. Yeah. Jeff and I kind of talked about it um, yesterday. The Bucks didn't put themselves in a great position with their last game winning 6-0 over yeah. Carolina. And it, it was pretty scary. And then the week before that, the Saints won that one pretty convincingly, 23-13. But I think the Saints were still in a position to win that division, gave it their all in that one. But the four weeks before that, they looked really good with the Falcons, the Packers, your high offense they beat them 34 20 and then the jags of course but i like the bucks here i think it's hard to make the eagles a road favorite against anyone in this spot and how they are playing and aj brown probably be missing this game one of their main weapons so i like the buccaneers and baker mayfield and you mentioned the veterans mike evans he can't slow him down and chris godwin late in the season has done a lot for this team so I'll be taking the points with the Bucks. Maybe even a little money line here for Some, the upset. Somebody asked me, "What what would this game be if Philly was playing good?" So it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be because they'd, they'd won a division. <laughs> yeah, they would. They would have been playing. It wouldn't, Green Bay. It wouldn't have been playing. Been it wouldn't be exactly. Yeah. So I think you asked me, Jeff, a month ago. Was it you that <laughs> asked me what would this game be? Dallas at Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think you asked me that I exactly. Yeah. Did yeah. And what yeah. did I say? It'd be like seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a long time ago, though. You know. Sure. Well, I and you know what I I will say this this is kind of more of anything that the fact also too that Philadelphia has looked as bad as anyone in the entire league other yeah. than the Panthers the last month, and there were still there, people were still betting them this one. Yeah. Uh, like they, they, you open two. Like yeah, that's the other thing you open two on this game. It laid me two and two and a half. Yeah, and you had a little bit of a toggle there for a little bit, but it's been pretty steady at three now for three days. Uh, and that's just not here. That's market wide. I, I think that's just a testament also to what 
the Bucs are in the po- most people's power ratings. This is a team that won a division that was awful this year. Uh, New Orleans had the easiest schedule basically ever put together and still couldn't win more than nine games. Atlanta, thank goodness we don't have to bet on the Falcons <laughs> again this year, Alex. Um, I, I mean, Atlanta, if they had even an, an average quarterback would have won 11 games this year with the amount of talent they had and all those ridiculous losses to horrible teams that they had on the ledger. But look, it's all about the opportunity and taking advantage of a crappy division. And here you are with an opportunity in a home game yeah. and a chance to win. A, and for Baker Mayfield, a guy who last year had to go to the Rams to even make sure he was still going to be in the league this year. Sure. Forget be a starter to make sure he was even in the league. McVay did good things for him for a month. And here Baker Mayfield is. And I'm with you, Alex. I, if, the only thing I'd consider in this game would be taking a money line on Tampa. I wouldn't consider anything else in this game. And if Philly decides to show up for once and beats me, so be it. They're supposed to be the better team in this game, and they're supposed to win this game. There you go, that ghost. The supposedness. Supposed to, that's my that there, but that's the point though. Like, yeah, I, I, no, but Alex is right too. Yeah. They didn't look great the last two weeks. Tampa Bay. No, 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 no. You know, so no. you're talking about two teams kind of limping in the last couple yes. of weeks. Who's limping more though? Right. I think Philly's limping a lot more. I think Philly's limping the most you know, of everybody in the NFL yeah. right now. Baker Mayfield is probably the greatest example of this year of, of you know, a quarterback. He's, he's a veteran now, let's face it. And, you know, he's had a bounce around and, and has remained resilient. And, and, and look what he's done in, in leading this team, right? I mean, he basically got run out of Cleveland, okay? Um, and, he, he, again, you mentioned the, the with being with the Rams last year. And, again, he, he came in, I think – I don't think he had a suitcase unpacked and uh, and, and had a, had a, had a play days. that game. He was game. on the team for two days right? and they beat the Raiders. And, and so, look, there's something to be said about that. And that's, too, where teams can look at at, at some veterans. You know, you look at Flacco. You, because there's just such a, a mindset to rush these first-round picks or these first- and second-year quarterbacks. And it's a completely different game. I mean, look look at look at Michael Penix on Monday night, who looked terrific and had a great year, and still was battling the other night. He took some hits. If you if but if if that's the case, now that's where teams are going to look at him, and and it's going to impact his position in the draft simply because if, if Michigan's defense could do that, what's going to happen with an NFL defense? And that's what a lot of you know, GMs and coaches are going to look at. And I'm not saying Michael Penix, you know, hurt himself by any means. And what I'm saying is that you've got to consider what goes on with the premier defenses in in the college. And then when you're evaluating a quarterback to come in and expect him to be, you know, uh, the, the same in, 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 in the NFL that he was in college right away. It's unrealistic. I will make one point about that first game in week three. I know you said we can throw it out, but sure. on a positive note for the Bucks, it was 3-3 with about two minutes left going into halftime. The Eagles scored, so it's 10-3 going to, into the second half. Well, the Eagles get the ball back, and they did what they were really good at last year and early in the season. They slowed it down, methodically moved mm-hmm. down the field. They yeah. ran out the clock, didn't give the Bucks back the ball too many times so I think they put up six more points in the fourth quarter but I think we don't have that luxury with this Philadelphia team now at the end of the year so I think knowing the Bucks were in that game for majority of that first half gives me confidence 
on how they're going to play this time around. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love the revenge factor as well. By the way, just a follow up too. I think that you know C.J. Stroud, you could say you know is is a bit of an exception, but I think that let's see you know how he gets through here and how he you know n the next year with film and, and things like that. I mean, I'm, I think the kid is great. I think he's going to be. He was the best quarterback in the draft, and Richardson got hurt. Um, but I'm just ta I'm talking about the expectations to be that immediate uh, that immediate, immediate difference. Impact. Uh, is 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 asking a, a great deal. Well, and, and and look, there's so many questions for why this has gone awry for Philadelphia, uh, and part of it may just be something that you just kind of brought up. Jalen Hurts just might not be as good as he was last year, and that could be the best Jalen Hurts ever is last <laughs> year. It's possible. Now we'll see. Time will tell. But it, uh, it's kind of like Stafford last year, right? Where you. Just dealing with so many different injuries throughout the season, and Jalen Hurts has kind of been in that position because he's had that more knee a knee injury, brace, that knee, right? Knee injury, yeah. For most of the season, and then we don't know yeah, about and, and if there's look, other it, things. It, it, there are a lot of array of factors. It could be that he just wasn't healthy this year. It could be that the league has caught up to him. It could be that the team has had enough of their head coach. I mean, there there are so many things. Both coordinators left. Well, that's the other. That's, that's the biggest and I thing have to tell you, I think that that gets lost in a lot of discussion and a lot of analysis there are there are coordinators that are exceptional at what they do and it's not just how they how they coach their units and things but it's how they they interact with the players there's just a you can there's a consistency you know um probably one of the greatest uh, Offensive line coaches, one even a coordinator, uh, Dante Scarnecchia, for for years oh, yeah. in in New England. Not too many people outside of New England knew about this guy, but what he did with that unit was exceptional and how it impacted. And you asked Tom Brady about about how 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 vital he was. So that you know, and and as a head coach, you've got to be in sync with your coordinators and your special and and your special you know the, the rest of the coaching staff, but. Once that shifts, and now it's pretty, it's pretty significant when both of them go. And if you look at it, both the offense and the defense are have been impacted by Philadelphia. And you can say, well, you know what? They started off the season so good. Well, they started off the season so good, but everybody started to see. You know, teams should be getting better uh, as the season progresses, right? Again, look at look at Tampa in the second half of the season compared to the first half. Even though they were two and zero when they went into the Philly game, but after that they were, you know, marginal. So um, there's a lot. There's a lot to be said. I think uh, when when it comes to that in 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 the Eagles situation with both coordinators moving on. Not a hundred percent right. I mean, just play calling's not as good as it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Look what Steichen did in Indianapolis yeah. this year with Gardner Minshew mm -hmm. and great job. Legitimately one yard away from having a chance to. To get in the end zone and win that game uh, yeah. last Saturday night. Uh, yeah. By the way, I like that play call. They just didn't execute the play. He was pissed too. I he was not happy. Yeah, he, he was, was not happy. Yeah. Uh, don't blame him. No. Season ended on, yeah, on I know. that play. He was pissed. Um, and uh, look, we'll, we'll see again. It's the NFL playoffs, and and like Chris mentioned earlier in the show, this is a week historically where underdogs do pretty well. Yeah, uh, and not only do they do well. Getting points, they do well outright, mm -hmm. all no, things the, considered. The figures to be one or two ups. Yeah, it, it won't be. And again, just uh, 
just so we all remember when someone says that the the Bucks up uh, when 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 someone says the Eagles upset the Bucks this week. Yeah, don't don't even give that credence. <laughs> See, I knew you like I, I knew you'd like that one as well. <laughs> I, I knew you would. I'm I'm, I'm calming myself. Yeah, well, that or the or or, or Cleveland upset Houston. Cleveland's been a favorite all week long uh, on this. And also, by the way, you uh, you met, you mentioned offensive line coaches as well with Skarnecchia. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, when Belichick has that Hall of Fame speech in Canton one day, we know Skarnecchia is going to be be uh, well, you can mentioned. see. Obviously, they knew what he was worth. Oh yeah, they brought I'm him back. Sure, he, he got, brought him back a second time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he had plenty of other offers. Yeah, sure. you know they, they were paying this guy big time yeah. money because they knew how important he was. But he he retired. Yeah, right, and then he they came back. back. I mean, back. that tells you uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's that's critical. Yeah, so. Skarnecchia retired and then came back. Skarnecchia was the old line coach from '99 through 2013. Okay. Retired for three years, and then they brought him back. There you go. For 16 through 19. There you go. And had immediate results. Immediate, immediate yeah. They, they immediate wanted, they finally impact. won their Super Bowls again yeah. uh, with, with that. Uh, I was going to say, just tying it to someone who's in the playoffs, a guy who got made fun of all these years as a head coach but has been one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL is Bill Callahan. Yeah. How do you think the Browns there are you still go. Cleveland, here? Yeah. There yeah. you go. They've had as many injuries as and, anyone, and that line has been great all yeah. year. And some some – People are cut out for those kinds of roles uh, for a variety of reasons, right? Norv Turner, Chrissy, for, for Great forever. I mean, so, um, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, they're they're critical, and uh, you nothing know, wrong with it. You're for, making a couple million a for, year for the head bit. coach to to know that and to, you know, one of the one of the toughest challenges for a head coach is to put together the team of coaches because the, out of that will come. You know the rest of the team and and, and the uh, the success or failure uh, of the team. So that's that's one of the most the critical aspects of it. So, um, but I, and I think that's coming into play here, particularly now at this time of year uh, for Philadelphia. Clearly, the staff is not in sync, especially with the appointment. Uh, you know, recently, and and again, it's not a knock. Um, Patricia, I'm just saying it's a it's a difficult time. It's a, it's almost like a, a panic, uh, a panic move, like you mentioned. So, yeah, and, and that's the way I see it. Panic moves never work. No, they never work. No, they don't. You are like you said, Vinny. If the Eagles were playing well, we would have been talking about the Eagles playing the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, right? And uh, goodness, what are they getting drilled with the weather there? Probably not as bad as it is in Buffalo. Yeah, just wind. Uh, there on uh, on Sunday, so it would have been a whole different uh, mm-hmm. deal, and mm-hmm. Dallas would have gone to Tampa for the second consecutive yeah. week. Before we go here today, do you play any hockey or, or, or no hockey today? No hockey today. Only Where, two, only two games. Only two games. It was a very very weak college basketball card on a Friday. Uh, I was hoping for some better games. Probably the best game. What is uh, Indiana? Well, Indiana's against uh, Minnesota. Up Fifteen early on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Tonight, so the Hoosiers finally look like they may have put it together. Nebraska, Iowa, and then Interesting. Uh, Boise and Nevada. Nevada's, I have to tell you, this Mountain West, yeah, it's this conference is good. They're they're gonna they're gonna be some dangerous teams. I think they're gonna get at least four teams in the tournament. I know it's early, but I think they could get could get four uh, teams in the, the tournament. Wolfpack. And 
they're going to be a dangerous out, whoever they are. San Diego State, Utah State, Colorado State, even with the one and two start in the and conference and uh, in New, Nevada. N- Nevada or New Mexico, depending on how they get Mex- through. New Mexico's got to you know, got to show me something. Yeah, no, they do. But I'm just, I mean, it's a, it's a terrific conference. It really is. I mean, for in college basketball, I think sure. I'm going to go check out Utah State and the Rebels tomorrow. It's, uh, noon. Yes. Thomas and Mac tomorrow. Uh, and San Diego State, who was in the national title game a year ago, and yeah. looks oh, not, maybe not quite as good as they were a year ago, but still pretty darn good, legitimately taken to the buzzer the other night by the projected last place team in San Jose State. By the way, they Just lost. Just shows the depth of that league. Yeah, and the depth of that team, because they lost Johnson. Johnson was a starter for them, yep. and he's now he's in Arizona. In Arizona. Yep. So, um, no, it's good, good, good conference. Keep, keep an eye on that, on that conference as we, we get we uh, will, closer to the big dance. We will roughly have 60 college basketball games to go through on the show tomorrow morning. You ready for that? I'm ready. Yeah, it'll be uh, Alex White and I at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Uh, of course, uh, Race Day Las Vegas will get your day going here on the page here at the studio. Ralph Sirocco uh, and his cast of thousands getting you on the air at 7 a.m. Getting you ready for all the horse racing across the country, 7 to 8. Alex and I tomorrow, 8.30 to 10. Get you ready for their final thoughts of Wild Card Saturday and all those college hoop game, hoops games tomorrow, and also a few NBA games that are big tomorrow night as well. NBA card, as always, for me, very difficult to figure. Biggest game on the board tonight, Sixers and Kings. They pick them right now with uh, Joel Bede looking like he's not going to go tonight for Philadelphia. By the way, Nevada, we talked about Nevada. I talked about Nevada. Looking for a sellout tonight. They're playing Boise. Yeah. Big they, game uh, tonight. They are, where are they? Six and a half. Six and a half, point and a half. Six and a half tonight <laughs> against the... Uh, Boise uh, coming off beating the Rams of Colorado State. Colorado State. Uh, oh, yeah. Tuesday. I think it's an FS1 game tonight, too. Yep. Yep. It definitely is. Uh, Talk about home court. Home court in college basketball means a lot more than home court in pro in the NBA. Oh, yeah. But that that conference, uh, really an example of it. Well, especially when you get some of those uh, some of those teams that aren't quite used to the elevation going to uh yeah the likes of laramie and fort collins and i heard Tarkanian and say don't worry about it the games are played inside <laughs> on that note <laughs> we're pretty was, good for him that was good true story that was good true story <laughs> See, the unlv was going to wyoming he says boys don't worry about it the games are inside <laughs> true story that's such a good line ask your dad <laughs> so good Oh, that's all the time we have here today. This has been a lot of fun as always. We're back tomorrow, 8.30 in the morning. Alex and I get you ready for a full slate of college hoops and wild card Saturday in the NFL for Chris Andrews, for Vinny Maliulo, Alex White. Good job by the crew and Jerry, Ryan, John. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.